Welcome to Hadley Presents. I'm your host, Ricky Inger, inviting you to sit back, relax, and enjoy a conversation with the experts. In this episode, we discuss technology and navigating life with low vision, and our guest is YouTube personality, Sam CV. Welcome to the show, Sam. Hey, Ricky. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. It's awesome to have you here. Now, of course, I introduced you as a YouTube personality as if that were the sum total of your existence, and it's not. So before we jump into things, why don't you just tell us a bit about yourself and how you came to do what you do, both in terms of uh, YouTube and kind of your uh, what you do outside of that? Well, first, I, I actually prefer YouTube superstar, if you don't mind. You should have gotten an email before the show letting you know that's what I was prefer to be called. But um, no. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, so it, it's it's a very long story how I got to this point. People always like to kind of kind of hear my vision story, I guess you could say. Um, I was diagnosed at age 11 with Stargardt's disease. It's um, kind of an early onset form of macular degeneration, kind of, except that it's a it's a inherited retinal disease. So uh, myself and my sister both got it. We're the only two kids in the family, and we both drew the genetic short straw and got <laughs> got Stargardt's. Actually, I was just at um, up in Philadelphia doing a presentation this past weekend, and I told the the crowd that, and I got a lot of oh oh that's too bad, you know. And I said, you know what? Yeah, maybe at first you might think that, but it was actually a good thing because at least I had somebody there to kind of go through all of this with, to go, grow up. And we were both going through it and experiencing it together and we could, we had each other's backs. So I, it actually made it much easier, I think. Fast forwarding, skipping all the the drama of, you know, going through the public school system and all of that with low vision. Um, which we we can maybe that'd be the next podcast. Uh, I I started making videos on YouTube back in right around 2010, I guess. Um, I started making videos for a uh, another YouTube channel, some guy down in Texas who made videos about mobile technology, namely Android systems. And he needed help making the videos, and I needed a job, and and I specifically needed a job that I could kind of tailor fit to my own needs. And I thought, well, this is, this might be it. You know, I could set up a rig, camera rig in my house. I actually had a camera strapped to my CCTV pointing down at the table. So as I was seeing the uh, phone, cause I was reviewing apps and phone software and stuff. As I was looking at the phone on the screen of the CCTV, the camera was also recording the phone screen for my YouTube video. So it worked out perfectly. And I did that for several years, making videos. Those videos are still out there. People can go check them out. The The channel was called Mobile Tech Videos 2, uh, numeral 2. They're super old now. Uh, they're probably, none of them really are relevant anymore, but uh, you can go check them out. <laughs> and then uh, shortly after that, I started my own channel because there was a real lack of information on YouTube at the time about people living with low vision. And I especially was looking for information about Stargardt's and I couldn't really find anything. So I, I thought, well, you know, maybe I'll start documenting my life and, and just see what happens. Yeah. If there's not content out there that you're hoping to see, why not create it yourself? And it looks like that's really been a success. So your YouTube channel is called The Blind Life. There are 
lots of great videos there really spanning a whole range of technology and devices and things. So what kinds of things can people find on your channel? My main focus is assistive technology uh, because I'm I'm in my day job, I'm, I'm an assistive technology specialist. I work with clients every day, teaching them how to use technology and software and all of that. I've used technology since I was a kid, uh, assistive technology. So it's what I love. So that's the main thing you can find on there, product reviews, technology reviews, tutorials. But I also like to focus on the life side of the blind life and the everyday life and, and helping people navigate those waters. My videos are are really helpful for people who are new to vision loss. Um, you know, maybe they're seniors losing vision later in life, uh, AMD, age-related mac macular degeneration, diabetic retinopathy, those types of things. And they don't know how to be visually impaired. It's not something we're born with knowing, unless you're born blind, obviously, but you know, it's something you have to be taught. And so I have tons of, of tutorial videos, even little things like, you know, how to how to scramble some eggs, how to crack open an egg without getting shells everywhere, you know, and because if you get shells in your eggs, you're not going to be able to tell <laughs> until you bite down into it. So <laughs> And I show accessible products as far even everyday household products. I have a whole series called My Accessible House, where I, I featured things that I've done in my house to make, make my life easier. Extra lighting, bright lights in cabinets, motion-activated lights in certain areas where I, as when I just walk in, the light automatically turns on. So it's just things like that. That's fantastic. And I think it's incredibly useful for people, as you say, who are new to vision loss or even people who may have been at this for a while, but not everyone can buy or review everything. And so having a place to go where someone has taken a look at uh, various things or used even standard things, I suppose, in a unique way to help with vision loss, I think it's really helpful for people. Are there things that you have learned along the way? Uh, I mean, you've been at this for a little while, given that you were diagnosed at 11. So just along your own vision loss journey, are there things that you didn't initially know that you've learned along the way that have really helped you to be maybe more efficient or get things done in a different way than you did as a child? Yeah, so I, as I said, I, I diagnosed at age eleven. I was legally blind by my my early teens, and much like a lot of people who are in in a similar situation, where I'm not totally blind. I do I, st I do still have partial sight, and I still have some usable sight. So unless I'm walking around with my cane, uh, you know, people might not instantly recognize that I'm visually impaired or I have a vision impairment. I always say we're kind of riding the fence between the sighted world and the blind world in that situation. It can be difficult, especially in my 20s. I, I really didn't want to be vision impaired. I, I wanted to be I wanted to be just like everybody else. I wanted to be, um, you know, I didn't want to be different. I didn't want to stand out. I, I struggled with that. Like many, many people do in that situation, it's exhausting. And I was probably in my 30s before I finally just I'm, said, I'm done. I'm done pretending. This this is who I am. There's nothing wrong with who I am. 
it's perfectly nor it, it can't be fixed. My condition is incorrectable. There's no treatments. You know, why am I wasting my time trying to be something I'm not? I just need to embrace it and live my best life. And so when I finally did that, it was like a weight off my shoulders. And I could just I could just start enjoying my life and and living for the day. And so that's probably the biggest thing I I have learned is to not sweat the little things every day. And don't get me wrong, I'm not you know, completely well adjusted. I still have my bad days. Well, like we all do where I'm just like, Oh, I hate being blind. Oh, this is, you know, anytime I, I want to make a meal and I have to go find my magnifier in order to read the box. It's like, I have to go searching through the house now to find a magnifier just so I can make this real quickly. <laughs> it's like, Oh, come on. But at the end of the day, I don't let things like that get me down too often. Or if I'm walking around outside with my cane and I, I see somebody's kind of giving me a weird look, I don't, it doesn't bother me because it's just, I know who I am. I know my own worth. I know what I'm, what I'm capable of. And that's more important to me than what some stranger might think or say, or, you know, so own your own truth and be yourself and go out and reach for your goals and live your life. That's, that's kind of what I've learned. And is that something you wish someone had told you as a child, or maybe you wouldn't have been ready to listen to it at that point? It's something that you had to learn along the way. Is there anything beyond that that you would say to somebody who's brand new to vision loss and they're just in that period of figuring out what life is going to be like and figuring out all of the challenges that do come with vision loss? Is there one thing that you could say to them that might make things just that little bit easier? You're right. I don't know if I would have listened to <laughs> listened to someone at that time in my 20s. Uh, it really, it was, I, I credit it to my wife and her tough love telling me I was being ridiculous and, and to knock it off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we all need someone like that in our lives, right? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. But I, what I tell people is, and I I get these comments usually on Facebook, and it's usually from parents of children who have recently been diagnosed, and they're and they're really struggling uh, because they can't imagine what the, their child's life is going to be like. They can't see it, and all they can see is all the things their child won't do, all the dreams they had for their child that they think won't happen now because of the diagnosis. And I've actually made a whole video: what comes next. And the very first thing I say in that video, and it's the very first thing I tell people all the time is it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. I know it's scary. I know it's terrifying, but it's going to be okay. Your, your child or yourself, or you're going to be all right. You're going to get through this. Vision loss is just learning a new way to do things. And once you learn those new ways, you can do whatever you want to. Um, now, don't get me wrong. It's not easy. And it's going to take some time. You know, it's it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. And you're going to have those bad days, and you, and you're going to have those emotional days, and that's totally fine. Like I said, I, I work a lot with people who are losing vision later in life, and I and I tell them you're you're going through a grieving process because you've lost something, you've had this your whole life, and now it's starting to go away, and so there's that feeling of loss, and you got to go through all those different stages of grief, and that's perfectly normal, and it's. You, you have to do that in order to come out on the other side. And you don't have to rush it. You can take as much time as you want. But the goal is to keep moving forward and to come out on the other side. 
Uh, I was just actually at this conference that I was just mentioned over the weekend. One of the other speakers, Kristen Smedley, who is amazing, Thriving Blind Academy. She's she's done a TED Talk. Uh, she's fantastic. She has two boys that um, LCA were born with LCA, and so they're two two blind sons. One thing she talked about is you're coming to your grief. And you've got your bags and are you just staying for a short time or are you going to unpack and you're going to live there? And then she says she, she lived there for a long time before she finally came through it. And that's what I tell people. I was like, you can, you can stay there as long as you need to, but you have to get through it at some point. You can't, you can't live there because that's not doing anybody good. That's definitely not doing you any good. Thank you for that. And it's such an important thing to acknowledge that not everybody's adjustment period is the same. There's this feeling, I suppose, that, okay, uh, there's this timeline. And if you haven't made it through your adjustment period in that timeline, you're totally doing it wrong. But no, it is such an individual thing. And the thing to keep in mind is just to keep moving forward. In the end, you'll get there and you can do things. It's it's mostly about determination. And having that drive to to do that. And I tell people all the time, it's just a matter of learning the new way to do it, the new normal. But once you do, you can you can achieve amazing things. So the last question I have is probably no surprise to anybody who has listened to this show before. And I want to talk about gadgets because I really love them and I'm into technology. You've had the opportunity to review a number of things on your channel. Sort of the premise of the channel is navigating the blind life. So theoretically, at least, uh, some of these devices have made their way into your everyday rotation. They're things that you pick up and use on the daily. So are there a couple of gadgets or devices or whatever that you really love? And, you know, what are they and what makes you love them? Yes, I have I have been very fortunate to try just about everything out there. I'm to the point where where companies send me send me new things and prototypes. And so I get to see them even before they're out there for the rest of the public, which is really cool. But yeah, I've got a couple, a couple uh, tools in my tool belt that I use every single day. Um, I, I still, like I said before, I still rely heavily on magnification. So I have uh, an Eschenbach pocket magnifier. I think, I think the name brand or the name is uh, Mobilint. Or something weird like that. I don't know, <laughs> but it's it's just this little. Uh, I think it's a twelve x pocket magnifier. It's the lens is about the size of a silver dollar or half dollar, which is actually the largest size lens at that strength that I've ever been able to find. Um, and Eschenbach just makes really high quality uh, magnification magnifiers. This guy is with me in my pocket at all times. Um, I just picked it up off the off my desk. Audio description: Sam just removed the uh, magnifier from his desk. <laughs> Even when I'm sleeping, it's on the nightstand next to me. If I take a shower, it's on the counter, bathroom counter. So this is always within reach. But uh, for those things that I can't use, see with the magnifier. I actually really like the OrCam. Um, I, I use the OrCam Read, and it's the handheld version of the OrCam. It kind of looks like a large magic marker and has physical buttons, which makes it easier for a lot of people to, to use. 
that thing is great. I think OrCam is really leading the way in OCR technology in the market um, as far as speed and accuracy. And it's all offline OCR, which means there's there's no issues with security. You know, I can scan my my bank statement and nobody else is getting that information. It's just just me. So it's great. Right. I mean, for me, OCR is probably the best thing since sliced bread. You know, we're tech people, so we just start throwing these acronyms around like they're nothing. And people are probably like, uh, what is OCR? So it stands for optical character recognition. But what it does is it will take the print like on your product boxes or brochures or birthday cards or books or whatever. It will convert that print into text that you can then have read aloud by your device, or it can be a document that you save. So yeah, it's really powerful stuff. And uh, OrCam is great at this. You probably have other devices that do this too, right? Obviously, I've got a smartphone. I've, I've actually have two smartphones. I carry around an iPhone and a Samsung phone. Since I'm a since I'm an AT trainer, I have to know how both systems work, Android and iOS. So I carry both phones, and I have I see the benefit in both. If anybody's curious, my opinion on Android versus Apple, I do have videos on those. <laughs> that debate as uh, that's raged for eons, and then I guess. I don't use, actually, I don't use too much technology in my everyday life. I, I'm i a cane user. I mainly use my cane for identification. I have night blindness. So if it's low light situations, I use my cane for detecting changes in the in the ground terrain and, and elevation and all that steps and curves and stuff. But I use the OmniSense cane tip, which is my favorite cane tip. It's a rolling cane tip, has wheels that can roll in any direction. It's really allowed me to do some some pretty cool stuff. I actually have videos of me skating around a skate park, going up and down the ramps using the the OmniSense tip, which is something I've never been able to do because I can't see the ramp. I can't tell where it is, but the OmniSense, because it rolls so smoothly, it lets me know when the ramp's going up before I get there. It works great. That's awesome. And we'll have links to all of the products mentioned here in our show notes, as well as to uh, your website and YouTube channel. So the Blind Life YouTube channel, uh, theblindlife.net, I believe is your website. Yeah, lots of stuff clearly that people can find uh, videos on technology and of course, videos of you skating around and all kinds of just uh, amazing fun stuff. Any final thoughts that you want to leave listeners with as we wrap up here, Sam? Lear learning any anything new is all about getting the information and sticking with it. Practice, uh, practice makes perfect. That's that's no different from learning some new technology or learning how to use a cane. Anything. Uh, the more you do it, the easier it gets. So just stick with it. It will be frustrating at first, just like everything is learning something new, but eventually slowly it gets easier and easier. And um, definitely check out my channel. I have over 700 videos on my channel, all about this blindness and low vision. And I love Hadley, big fan of Hadley. <laughs> We love to hear that for sure. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you uh, for for spending a little time with us. And uh, certainly those videos will keep our listeners busy for a good little while. Thanks again, Sam, for stopping by and chatting and sharing your story. 
It was my pleasure, Ricky. Thank you so much. Anytime. Got something to say? Share your thoughts about this episode of Hadley Presents or make suggestions for future episodes. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at podcast at hadley.edu. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at hadley.edu. Or leave us a message at 847-784-2870. Thanks for listening. 